Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have amazing magical guest Emily Lubin is here. Hey, Did magical. Did I say your last name? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm said so exactly how it's spelled. Lubin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're magical. Put the Lubin. Let's have some fun. Oh. Yeah. I don't you know, know. I never even. I guess because your your Instagram is what is it? Lubin- Lubination. 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 People get really confused by that. Like, are they, uh, they're like, is it the nation of lube or is it like, but I'm like, no, it's a, it's actually a verb. It's like to be lubinated is to be like turned upside down. You know what I mean? It's like domination, lubination. That's where I was going with that. I see. I didn't know. I just liked it. Yeah. I was like lubination. Cause you're, you're very like. You, you're an art, you're an artist who also likes to get quirky and weird. And like, that's my shit. So I just was like, oh, she's doing her like quirky, weird. Like, I just liked it. That's but I didn't know it. what it meant. Thank you. Well, now you know. Now I know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this is how I know and how I met Emily was you wanted to do a project. I'm going to let you describe it. I'll like intro it and then you can take it okay. away. But Emily wants, now you're doing it, a project where basically she works with a healer and or tower reader or whatever you were looking for and then kind of deciding how you felt about it because you aren't necessarily you wouldn't call yourself spiritual correct no, not at all um the one thing that I kind of like super believe in is astrology like I'm very much into astrology not but not even that's a lie like not very much um but I I could like see that being real and I always thought it was very fun but I had never really gotten into anything else never tarot never um like any kind of healing or palm reading or anything like that then I went through a really traumatizing breakup and I like probably a lot of other women um of all different ages decided to call a phone psychic (laughs) at seven o'clock in the morning after I had just had like this terrible one night stand um, and like woke up crying because I thought I was waking up next to my ex. Yeah, it was terrible. And then I was like, I'm cool. Everything's fine. Please leave. And then um, I end up calling this phone psychic because like I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was like, this is good. Like it was total bullshit like I still think it was bullshit um but she talked to me for like 15 minutes I got the discount so it was only like it was she charged me half the rate that they normally charge and then afterwards I was like this is really good like this is helping me explore things maybe I should see somebody who actually knows what they're doing so then um and and then the whole idea came up that I could maybe maybe write about it like from a first person's perspective of somebody who didn't know anything about the spiritual world and kind of like is learning about it for the first time and trying to see myself through that light. So then another comic referred me to you and here we are. Yeah. And it was funny cuz I remember so you reached out to me um a friend referred like you said and uh you let me know that you weren't like fully into the spiritual stuff but you wanted to kind of try it out yeah and I made sure to be like I'm open like (laughs) I'm totally cool I'm not like making fun of you because I could see like somebody taking it in a weird way and I also thought it was really awesome that you were a comic too that was not like even I couldn't have even imagined um that I would be working with somebody who is also a comic yeah, no, it was a cool overlap with the comic part. Yeah. And um, so we've been, how many healings do you think we've done? Five or six? Yeah, probably, yeah, probably around there. Because there have been like a couple weeks. Yeah, because we started where, like two or three months ago, but then I've skipped some. Yeah. So I guess what I want to ask, and I want you to be totally honest, is how have you been feeling? Because I do, I've done tarot readings for you, and I've done the other kind of healing, the non-dual Kabbalistic healings, which are way more they're out freaky there. yeah yeah they're really freaky um I still don't really know like 
I uh, I will say that like these past couple months have been really tough months for me, and I don't know if it's coincidental or if it has something. To, I think so it has something to do with it. So if you guys want to make your it. life harder, come get it. Go see Kate. You could market yourself that way. Like if you want to feel pain, you could be you could be Kate the pain bringer. Oh my god. Um, yeah, no, but also it's, my wrestling, my wrestling. Yes, <laughs> bringing the pain. Um. But I, I think that a lot of it has been really awesome just because, um, like, you're really easy to talk to, which is awesome for me. Um, but in terms of, like, I'm going into this whole thing, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. That's, like, something I'm, like, in my head a lot. So when we're doing the, the healings and stuff, I don't, have you had anybody on this podcast that like you've done healings for or anything like that. Yeah. But with you, it's so different because it's been this like weekly, um, project kind of thing where it's like the, the intention is to like really go there. Like I've definitely, I'm trying to think in terms of people I've had on, I've had, I've had on tons of people that I've given tarot readings to, sure, but not in a thing where it's like, consistently consistently in the same way okay so most of my clients I don't have on the podcast okay um so I'm gonna just break it down for your listeners um Kate does this thing where she the healing the the, like freaky healing the one that I'm talking about um she tries to meet you exactly where you are so she just like probes you and asks you very deeply personal questions and then you have to like lay out your heart on a cutting board um and then she picks whatever healing she wants to give you based on like in what way you're fucked up that week and then you have to close your eyes for 10 minutes and then she metaphorically slices your heart That's into a million pieces <laughs> and then puts Emily. it back together again. You're so funny. I mean, you started off like with the meeting you exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then it went a little dark and then it mm-hmm. went a little dark. Um, yeah. So, so I do meet you exactly where you are. And, I, and the diagnostic process, which lasts about 50 minutes, is where through you know, the feelings in my own body, the sensations, I enter through that to meet you. Yeah. Because it's all in relationship, but... Yeah, you do a hell of a job. <laughs> and, then, and then I end up landing on a healing according to the tree of life. Um, and then you lay down and I give you that healing. I do not slice you. Okay, but I don't think that that's so far off. Like, you are doing it, you like, depending slice. on how, like, you fucked up slice. you are. Yeah, but you're saying it in such a, like negative way like you're saying fucked up and for me it's like you know where I would say where you're out of relationship and we're all like we're humans do you know what I mean so me and I I mean first of all I never claim to not be fucked up but like even the most healed human we get out of relationship you know what I mean so I would enter and I'd feel in and be like okay oh I'm feeling a lot of tightness in my body maybe that's Gavora which would be like you know overly boundaried mm-hmm. so and then you know and it's so funny though because the healings are not meant to necessarily cause pain but what I found which we were talking about before we started this is that for me the healing journey um you kind of have to you know drudge up a lot of painful emotions in yeah, order to feel Yeah, but you're like, it's them. not meant to cause pain, but you will feel immense pain along the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it must be meant to cause pain in some way. I mean, it depends. Like when I get healings, sometimes they make me feel better and sometimes it does bring up. But sometimes like for me, when you say pain, like I think you need to cry a lot of times in order to heal. You know, so maybe, maybe you're also mm, somebody just walked into the stairwell. That doesn't and we're exist. Like, what the fuck are Someone these walked chicks in. doing? Someone walked in, but it was a ghost. We're um, chilling in a stairwell oh yeah, we're in the hallway. right now. This is the second time I've I've recorded in this hallway. But um, oh, that was, was a ghost. Say? It's a ghost. You don't believe in magic, and the ghost is going to prove magic is real. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's just Victor. That's the ghost <laughs> of Stand Up New York. Um, okay, sorry, I interrupted you. Well, so, so what I think is, is like, you know, a lot of people try to avoid 
feeling things like pain and crying and you were talking about how what led you even to wanting to do this was something very painful you know Mm -hmm. a painful breakup and I think oftentimes it's the breakup causing the pain but it's also often the heartbreak that's letting you um, access stored away pain from years and years and years ago so you probably have a lot of stored away pain oh yeah I I'm wanting to integrate I do this thing called chipmunking I store all my pain in my cheeks yeah yeah (laughs) that's why they're so ample (laughs) so I think you know in my defense I think part of the pain coming up is so you can feel it and integrate it and get through it so it's not being stored away because that's what often causes depression which I know is linked to my own depression is when you try to push away uncomfortable feelings trying to force feelings down it feels like an anchor like you're almost weighted and, and more burdened down than if you allowed yourself to really weep and most of us I talked about this in the last podcast most of us have a lot of trouble accessing our tears like there are so many times where I want to cry and can't even get to my tears. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's a problem. But um, what you reminded me of something, which is I don't know if I'm more like, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I don't know if when I'm feeling all these fucked up feelings, or I'm sorry, out of relationship feelings. You can say fucked up. No, no, no. You, and, and, you, if, when it comes to that, you can say fucked up. But when you're, when you're describing what I do, I'm like, wait, no, I'm not fucking you Be up. Be gentler. <laughs> I, I like I'm it, though. I'm pretty gentle with you, actually. Yeah, I think you are, too. Um, you didn't give me any. You said that you've given people, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, seizures or something. I never said that, Emily. <laughs> you're being dramatic. I said one time someone got hives. Uh-huh. You know, which... I think I might have given them a healing. Oh, yeah. Hives. Totally normal. Yeah. Um, but my healer, my healer in my defense said that maybe I didn't give him the hives. Maybe that was just a coincidence. Uh, yeah. It could have been allergies for sure. <laughs> they were allergic to me. Um, for some reason, I thought it happened more than once. It only happened once. The hives. The hives. Oh, um, okay. So. I had someone else definitely had a really, really strong period. Okay. Like crazy strong after. Yeah. Could have been a miscarriage. Major surrender. (laughs) Miscarriage. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying it could have been explained. By the way, when I give Emily healing, she's funny, but she doesn't go quite this hard. I guess it's another. (laughs) No, you know what it is? It's like when I have a microphone in front of my face, I automatically start being a bitch. It's like a really... (laughs) It's a really big problem. I'm like, Emily, what did I do? Yeah, no, you didn't do anything. I love you. Um, Um, Okay, what was I saying? I am like have a really hard time staying on track. I've never given you a big physical reaction. I've been very, very careful and cautious about really going gentle with you. But I do think the pain coming up, which relates to what I was saying to you before, is not a negative thing. I think it's stored away stuff. Yeah, and you can be a little rougher. You want me to go rougher on you? Yeah, you you can be rougher. Because, like, I leave (laughs) these things feeling like, I don't know, like... I don't know if what I'm feeling is like, you know, but when you already just said that so much pain's coming up. I can't go rougher and bring up more. I don't know if that's related to I I, I want to be sure is what I'm saying. You I want to have a reaction like, to yes. know magic's real. Yes, I need. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I need you to show me to a you. sign. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I need like I don't think I'm like spiritually allowed you know what I mean like because like when I accidentally did it those other yeah no that would probably be unethical it it was yeah yeah it was like an accident because I was like first first and I'm still learning like I'm still new but um I never intentionally give people the strong reactions um when they happen I'm like ooh, like I learn from it I'm like okay what did I do there oh I think I gave them the next healing they were ready for I didn't meet them where they were at I felt like ooh, they could really use this you know okay. what I mean? And like yeah. want to step ahead. So I, ne- I try to always be right where they're at now. So I would never want to purposely skip a step just to give you. Yeah, I don't know. Because there are I... certain healings I could give you that are like the bigger, stronger. But it, it literally, like some people. The hive healings. Um, one of them's the hive healing. Uh, you know, a couple. That'd be funny if that actually people, was part of the tree of life. The hive just healing. The hive. Yeah, you're going to get hives. But it would have like a Sanskrit word it'd be like hivara or something and it's like the high feeling um okay I, I keep getting distracted 
what I'm going to say before I forget is throughout all of this, I don't know if I, the fact that I'm feeling all these ridiculous, like painful things is because there's just a lot of awareness, like new awareness. And I'm becoming more in tune with everything that's going on. And I want to be able to identify things that I'm unhappy with. And that's good. Like to me, that's a good thing. So I don't know if it's that or if everything just really is so fucked up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, could it possibly be that there are so many things that are fucked up that I'm able to recognize just because everything is way too fucked up? Well, part of, of healing is coming more and more into reality, right? It's, it's, I'm, in a sense, helping you open up your container to hold more of reality. And reality is both positive and negative, right? And most of us don't want to include the negative because it's painful, right? Even though we know it because we've been through things, it's mm-hmm. still hard to really see it and, and um, accept it, right? So I think that, I forget what my main point was. <laughs> I totally lost it. Well, so oh, do you the think- reality. Yeah, like do you think anybody who does this would be noticing so many things that are fucked up? Or do you think yes. that- Okay. I think, I think part of the healing journey is, like you said, when you raise your consciousness, you're raising your con- consciousness first and foremost within yourself. And you have to see things within you, which includes reality. We create our reality. So you have to start seeing uncomfortable places within yourself. You know, And I think that, not that you don't also see it in the external world, but I think a lot of the pain is like witnessing your relationship to reality you know, and, and how you cope with the things you don't like, you know? So, you know, I'll, I'll go to me. I won't include anything about you unless you want to share anything about you. But, um, like for me, um, one thing I do, which I talk about a lot is like the blaming thing when I can't accept my own pain or how hard reality can be, whether it's heartbreak or just like, you know, black people being shot by the police or whatever, like I go right into wanting to either blame a group of people um, in in terms of my own, it's been blaming ex-boyfriends. And that to me is something that I had to see that was hard to accept. Like, oh, I'm blaming because I don't want to see my own role in any of this kind of stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's been a hard thing to accept both the ugly in the world and then also the ugly within myself. It's not an easy thing. You think think you do that more than other people do that? I think most of us really struggle with that blame thing, um, but in different ways. Like for me, I really have always blamed um, a romantic man. You know what I mean? Like a man I'm in a romantic thing with. Um, I think I think in a way that's probably extreme, but then other people, like a lot of comics blame, oh, if only I had this credit, if only I had this. Yeah. So like I think, a lo- I think most of us blame, but mine has been like a love addiction-y blame. What is love addiction? Because isn't everybody addicted to love? I've like heard that. That's like a buzzword that I've heard a lot. And I don't really understand what it means. I know what sex addiction is. Yes. That's, I guess, maybe a little bit more obvious. Straightforward. Yeah. There you go. Um, Love addiction is very, very real. I don't think everyone has it. I'm sure more people do than they would realize. You know, I think a lot of people have it who don't know they have it. For me, I can speak for myself, love addiction is when you're trying to fill the void we all feel through a relationship, through a person that you have in love feelings for. So it's like, and it's very intense. So it's like, okay, you're going to fill me. I'm upset. I feel unhappy, which most of us do. We feel, we feel that void, which is just the void you feel by being a human. And for me, I do, it's really the main thing that I think is going to fill me, which is a quote unquote lie. A great relationship is awesome to have. Who doesn't want that? But it's not going to fix all your things. But there's a lie that created when I was really, really young. Oh, once I have that, everything's going to be fixed. And when you have that belief, it makes it basically impossible for you to have a healthy romantic relationship until you heal that because you're going to put all of your stuff on that person. And no person can fix you. You know, it's, it's not how life works. So love addiction And nobody is when really wants that. to be around that either. No. Like <laughs> you want to be around a full, a 
full person, like a whole person. It's too much pressure for anyone, even in friendships, right? Like there are even friendships where you can put all your stuff there and, and no one wants that kind of pressure and you can feel it, right? When someone's like putting that kind yeah, it's like people respond and and clinginess is something that I've always battled with. You know, even when I was young, like I, I would get clingy to friends and Whenever you have, but, but now I don't. Now the clinginess is really only in the love thing, which I'm desperately trying to heal. I don't want that to anyone, yeah. especially my kid. I had a friend when I was younger that um, I, she, we met in the second grade and then I moved away in the fifth grade and I just couldn't escape her and I didn't want her to be my friend. Like I never <laughs> liked her as a friend. I used to go over to her house and her mom was a like heavy smoker and a hoarder and I got really freaked out like being in her house but my mom would like make me go play with her and what I mean we had like a couple good years I'm not like you know Kim you're we had our time (laughs) everything's great um but then I moved away and I would just like put off hanging out with her. I would like maybe hang out with her once every six months or something just to like make the phone calls go away. Like just keep her away. She's addicted to me. Maybe she has love addiction. But um, she but then it got to the point where like I just didn't want to see her anymore. And my mom would force me to see her like she would invite her over to the house without like telling me. And I would literally go into my room and like hide under the covers because I didn't want her to come over so bad. And she still stalks me on social media. This girl, she's like, well, she's definitely going to listen to this then. I Maybe. And Kim, you know. <laughs> you're a great girl but we're just not friends anymore she sent me a really aggressive message she kept sending me messages and I like stopped responding because she couldn't like understand that I didn't want to be her friend anymore and like after I tried so many times to just like let her down easy I would I just started ignoring her because that's all that I could think to do and then she sent me this aggressive message um and then like on Facebook Messenger, and then she kept writing messages and I'm seeing them come in in real time. And one of them was like, I know you're seeing this and I know like you're ignoring it and whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you do. Like they say read and ignored, like right on the fucking thing. But anyway. Um, well, that well, you actually are describing love addiction. You're describing it in the friend realm, but yeah. that is it because you, you become almost desperate for this thing and you mistake that it's in a person, another person other than you. So you get that sense of like, respond to me, give, give. Cause what you're really looking for is that sense of wholeness. Yeah. But clearly you're not going to find that once again in another person. And that's the lie. And the more it's like a chase thing. So the more someone pulls back, the more you move forward. And both parties though are involved in that dance. And that's the thing because you know, even though with a lot of boyfriends, I've been the chaser, I've also in many relationships, especially friendships, have been the one running away. So we all do this dance together, you know, it's, and I think that's the big thing about non-duality that I talk to you about in our healings is like, and this is the blame wound too, is we often go like, oh, that person's a psycho. Oh, that person is doing this. But we do these dances together. Oh yeah. And I'm seeing how much I switch roles. Oh, yeah. Lately. I've been the Kim in many a relationship. Like, I have been that girl. So it's not like I understand where it was coming from. Um, but it's like just the idea of being clingy is so repulsive to me now that, like, I go in the opposite direction. I never want to appear as, like, being clingy or... It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings to have within yourself, right? Like, and I still have it. It's, it, and it's, it's something that I've had to really make room for because I hated it about myself, right? Because you feel stupid or like a loser and yeah. you call yourself all these names. And the truth is, is we all have that clingy boy or girl that lives within us. Some have it, you know, depending on your childhood to have like a bigger wound there than others. I definitely have a big wound in that area and I've done a shit ton of work yeah, around it. Yeah, your cling it. trigger is just more sensitive than other people. Yes, but but I've, you know, and it really links to self-worth and self-love 
And for me, when it gets triggered, I just do a lot of work of, I meditate, I come within, I do a lot of positive self-talk of reminding myself, like, you're amazing. You know, like, you don't need to chase anyone because it's all within you and someone who you have to chase. You know what I mean? Like, something's going on there that's off. Yeah, and it's not worth it. Like, you're never gonna, that's probably part of the addiction, though, is like, you you wouldn't need to chase somebody if, um, you if they were within. like more available to you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what does that look like when you chase somebody though? For me, I mean, it's shifted so much till now. Like when I was in high school, you know, or the- like when you were like, when you were you going to give me an age. Yeah. <laughs> like 20, like what is 20. What, like a young adult? Okay. Like young, very young adulthood. What so like? in my early twenties, I was with um, my ex Joe, we mm-hmm. had a pretty great relationship, but I definitely was still the clingy one within that for the most part until the breakup. Um, and I would say there, because we had a pretty healthy relationship, it would just be me having a lot of needs that I would put on him, you know, like, Oh, I want to see you more. How come you're not saying I love you yet? Like just a lot of like, yeah, putting my needs on him. Whereas he didn't really ever do that to me. You know, he just let me be who I was. So that's what that looked like in my early 20s. High school, when I was like way more wounded. High school, you're like primitive though. Yes, totally. I I don't even count high school. I mean, I probably should because it has a lot to do with who you are, like your development probably. Us at our rawest state. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I just don't like to think about (laughs) being like the way that I acted in high school. I don't like to like admit that that's a part of who I am at all. Well, this is a part of the healings that we're doing with you is like integrating and bringing in these parts that you are trying to push away and still reject. Yeah. Which is probably linked to the pain of having to re-bring in emotionally these parts that you're kind of disgusted by that disgust you, but they're you. Yeah. And that's, that's the work of my school, you know, is where you really recognize that we're multifaceted beings and we all have a clingy part. We have a really angry part. You know, I, I'm not going to list all the parts. They're like tons. No, list the parts, Kate. <laughs> List all of them. The lazy, for me, there's a big time, quote unquote, lazy part. I don't even like calling it lazy. A part that needs a lot of rest that I would call lazy, but that's the nega, the that's negative part. your judgment though. Exactly. The positive part would be just the part that's a human that needs rest, you know? Right. Like, you don't look at a lion chilling in the sun being, like, lazy. I do. Uh, <laughs> Lions are lazy fucks. Well, my lion audience just <laughs> all tuned out. Any lions out there? I'm calling you out. Emily's not a fan. No. She's coming for all of you. She's going for blood. I, I'm I'm fucking serious about this. Like, <laughs> lions, they're top, like of, lions? they're top of the food chain. They think they're hot We're shit. We're the top of the food chain, honey. That's, it's humans. That's true. Well, we don't eat lions, though. Thank God, because they're going extinct, <laughs> and I would be very upset about that. I'm already upset about the whole, you know, animal industry. Endangered animal thing? All Even even the non-endangered animals. I, I hate slaughterhouses. I hate the way we treat animals. I mean, it'd be weird if you loved them. Love the way that they did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fucking love slaughterhouses. I just want to say, I went to a slaughterhouse the other day. It's like and the it beach. Was so, it was like beautiful. Like there was something about it that was beautiful. Yeah. How to spot a sociopath in 101. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I think more so than most people, I have uh, a reaction to, to animal abuse. Are you vegetarian? Yes. Okay. Although in the last year I have had some fish here and there, which I still feel very guilty over, but I've definitely opened up to that. Yeah, I was a vegetarian for years um, and it was because I saw this documentary and it's hilarious because I don't even remember what the documentary is called, but it changed my life and gave me like all this anxiety. Um, (laughs) It was just like one lazy day. Oh, lazy. There's that word again. I was home and I just like watched this documentary for fun and it made it so they couldn't eat meat for like five years. And um, I don't recommend anybody just never watch a documentary. Oh, like Emily, just don't do it. Like if you think I'm going to give the opposite advice and say, you know, raise your awareness, educate yourself. Mm -mm. No, (laughs) just don't like nothing good ever really comes from watching a documentary. You just end up sad and like, this is why Emily's such a funny healing client for me to have. She's always so entertaining. It's always really nice to like see you because we do it over FaceTime and it's Mm -hmm. actually always really pleasant um, because you always make me laugh. 
Thanks, Kate. Because you're so tuned in and you're so sensitive and you're super, super kind, even when you say like the most cynical things. See, like, it's so funny. I mean, I am very blunt, but I don't like think, um, I don't think I'm funny when I talk to you at all. I like, I think I'm so serious. Like I'm always, I'm always thinking like, she must be like, this girl needs to shut the fuck up. Oh like my God, you're my client. I don't really think, <laughs> okay, I don't really think that, <laughs> but like part of me thinks that, you know what I mean? Really? Like the thought does enter my mind. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. yeah, you just, but it's like, it's an insecurity that I have that I talk there to. There we go. Yeah. Bring it in. Include that's, it. That's Kate's <laughs> teaching 101, guys. <laughs> well, that's why you're so entertaining is because you are so aware. And a lot of comedians are. But yeah. Like you're so aware. You have the humor around it. Um, but no, you never, you never bore me. You always bring um, things to the table or issues you have in a way that interest me and it's also for me also always fascinating to bounce around the tree on my end to be like oh okay I wonder if it's this oh I wonder if it's that and um, no <laughs> you're, you're a many, pleasure there are to too work many with. fucking things no. that I could do to fix this girl no you're going right into the negative of it you, I know you're I don't always care. bouncing around the tree as a healer you have like if you're not bouncing around and you get locked in from the start they say that you're not quote-unquote doing it right like you should be fluid enough to be like oh okay let me oh maybe it's this one. Oh nope it's right. starting to feel like this and you you know you're supposed yeah. to kind of swim through the tree here's a question so we've done like three of the non-dual Kabbalistic ones so have you been using the same healing every time or has it changed um I think I think I did a repeat once have we only done it three I thought we did four I think so uh so I believe that I have repeated one and then did a different one another time but that's pretty common you know it can change from week to week depending or it can stay the same for a bit um, it doesn't have to, there's not yeah, like a, a rule cur- book. I'm just to it. curious. Like if, um, I'm just curious if there was like a repeat because that would be interesting. If- I, I'm sure with most healers that have graduated the school that there are a decent amount of repeats with yeah. their clients. I'm sure. Um, and, and what I've seen, cause you're not my only client that there, I'm there not? are, I'm sorry, Emily. I'm Wait, so what sorry. The fuck, Kate? <laughs> I thought what we had was special. <laughs> I do. I heal. I heal a couple other people. I, I like all the time. Like <laughs> as much as you heal me, or like what's the? I have a couple people that are regulars. Yes. Okay. Well, but like <laughs> the conversations that you have with them, like they're not as good as the ones you have with me, right? I really like my other clients. Okay, too. but like, but like you can just—it's okay. Like blink once. If okay, sure. Right, I did not blink. Right. No, don't do that. Um. Guys, you're letter- you're making me nervous. Um, All I'm saying is I. I think feel this a might lot be better. another wound. This might be another <laughs> wound I'm picking up on. Uh, feeling special. Um, I, you know, no, it's really I'm joking, but um, I do really adore you, and I thank you, and not just as a client, um, just like yeah, as a comedian too. I really respect your humor. You're funny. You crack Thanks. me up. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, God, and I remember the that's first like a time. Drug. <laughs> Isn't that like You're a drug? You're snorting my compliment. When people call you, like, I had a boyfriend that um, he'd be like, oh, you're so pretty. And I was like, fuck off. And he'd be like, oh, you're so, like, you're so awesome. Like, I love talking to you. And I'm like, you're, don't be a homo. And then he, he was like, but you're funny. And I was like, oh, say it again. <laughs> Can't get enough of that funny talk. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. So normally when we do our session, you're not as on as you are now, obviously. I mean, yeah. you're as entertaining, but we get into... No, but I'm like talking like a normal person. Well, we ha- if you were on this much, I'd be like... Right now I'd be going... Yeah, you'd be okay, like, that's what- crazy. Right now I'd be going to uh, Nega Netzach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but I'm going to laugh like I do. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're presenting right now. You're... Yeah. You're, you're showing your, your, um, yeah. I'm peacocking. Yes. Yes. Perfect. I, uh, yeah, but I definitely know a lot of comedians that are like that. Like you have conversations with them and then you can tell they're like bouncing bits around and you're like, <laughs> stop, man. Like, don't, I don't want to have this conversation with you. You want to talk to a person. Yeah. I, you not, know? I don't want to watch your set right now. Like go, go away or <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, get serious. Do not fuck with Emily. I think I've actually said to people at times, like, can you just talk like a normal person? Like, can we have a, just a serious conversation? <laughs> yeah, way to make them really comfortable and not self-conscious. <laughs> Do you know what I said to somebody? Uh, I, I, I have a day job. I work in, at a catering company. 
And this person um, put together a menu for somebody. This is like a deep cut <laughs> catering reference. I love the way you said that too. So like <laughs> a menu. That's how I say it to my clients. I'm like, okay, so I, I go into this like accent almost like, okay, so I'm going to put together a menu for you. I, they must think I am such a ridiculous person. Um, you are a ridiculous person I in am, the best but like, way possible. In the, in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Well, when someone doesn't get that kind of humor, yeah, it can be yeah misread. Um, but so I have a some a coworker that just started working there and he put together a menu and he was like, can you look over it for me to make sure that all the quantities are right? And I'm like, yeah, I'll look over it. And then he moves his chair over to my computer like to look over it with me. And I was like, you know what? Um, can I just look this over in silence for a second? And he was like, whoa. And I was like, no, I just mean like, cause that'll help me more. Like, I feel like people don't talk to each other that way. And it pisses me off because I'm not People are not anything. very direct often. They, they want to say things and like package it in a really soft, soft thing. Um, I prefer directness, but with compassion. Right. But I didn't think I wasn't being compassionate. I was just like, can I look this over in silence? Well, people who aren't used to other people being direct might take it harsher than it's actually being delivered. Yeah. I didn't see it. So I can't say how you delivered it. Just be on my side. Okay. (laughs) All right. She's bullying me. Like you weren't there, but just know that I was right. (laughs) I mean, you were bullying me a little bit the first five minutes. I was like, whoa, Emily coming in strong. You were like, what Kate does, she fucks you up. She goes in your soul. She takes you to the brink of your sanity. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And you don't I know do? if you're going to come back. <laughs> no, it's so funny, though, because you never shared that necessarily when we do the healings. Um, so I didn't. Well, I guess you. I know stuff were coming up. Listen, for anyone who really wants to start going to either therapy or healings that are deep, stuff's going to come up. The, the healing path, if you really want to enter it, it's it's not all just like bubbly brooks and uh, unicorns, you know? It is tough. There are those, though. There, oh, yeah, to- yeah, totally. Like, the last time we FaceTimed, <laughs> I see this unicorn, like, jump over Kate's head. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you have just unicorns running I feel like I've seen, I've seen definitely sparkly spirits before that I've been on the phone with you, on the FaceTime with you. I Really? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am not surprised. And like nothing surprises me anymore. Um, I do want to say this real quick is like the first time I met Emily in person too. Like she's so funny because she wouldn't call herself spiritual. And yet she looks like this alien goddess. She really does. Like she's very, very like bright. She has this light coming off of her and she's got that quirky artist thing too. That's not, I mean, I'm just very pale. I don't mean it like that. See, I don't, that's not a nice way of calling you pasty. I have to wear sunscreen year round. It's a problem. That's not what I meant. She is pale like me, but you have a bright light that comes off of you. It's like a bubbliness. It's a, it's a brightness. So it's funny because I, and I said that to you, I was like, oh my gosh, you look like you are spiritual. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think of myself at all that way. Um, so that's nice to hear. I like I don't think of myself as a bubbly person or like a well you're bubbly but then you also have that cynical edgy thing that's linked to the comedy thing a lot of the yeah. time. But um no it's also funny because even though you're you know skeptical about a lot of the stuff I say, you're still very open. Like yeah. I say some crazy out there things to you in our sessions about the earth realm and deities or whatever. And even if you don't believe it, you're very receptive and you take it in. And I've really appreciated that because I've given readings to people who are cynical, cynical and not open-minded. And it's pretty much impossible. Why would it's they even fun. agree to a reading? They must want to prove you wrong. It's almost like a power play. And do I'm they not, not have do anything else to do? Like tell them, tell them girl. I, I just, <laughs> I have so many things in a day that I need to get done. I wouldn't, sit down and like pay money to have somebody like spew a bunch of garbage at me that I didn't I wasn't even open to you know what I mean yeah no I at this point I can kind of feel into before 
who's that kind of a person. And I just almost immediately go, I don't want to like nicely. I'm like, I didn't, you uh, shut it down. Yeah. Because I've done it before, especially like when I first, first started getting paid for healings. Um, I worked at the Brooklyn bazaar with my ex-boyfriend for, I guess about like six months and you'd get just people. What's the Brooklyn bazaar. I don't think it's there anymore. Maybe they moved. Um, but it was like this big, like they'd have music and they'd have food vendors and like they'd sell jewelry. And there was a guy like a street fair. Yes. But inside. A building, okay. like a warehouse. It was like a trendy. It was really cool, actually. I didn't like the hours because it would go to like one in the morning. And by then I'm like fucking Oh, toast. yeah, you're dead by then. Oh, yeah, you know me. So, but I would get a lot of people that are not at all into it. And they were just like, mm, let me try this out. But Ugh, yeah. but the really cynical ones. I remember my ex-boyfriend, he would be willing to, because he would do the numerology, I would do the tarot. And he would basically kind of let anyone just come. And I was, I'm way more like picky in a sense maybe he's changed now but back then I would I like I'd look at him like I'm gonna go like one time I walked away I was like you can do this person like I'm not fucking with it like the person just came already making like kind of mean jokes you know what I mean like sat down cynical kind of like throwing his dick around in that sense and I was like yeah I'm not doing this like if you want to you can was there like is there something else you could have done? Like, could you have gotten like your demon angels to like attack him or something? I would never want to do that, Emily. That's misuse of power. It's it's more fun though. But you know what I mean? Like someone who's just going to challenge you the whole time. Yeah, that's so You're shitty. Like, that's so shitty. I I hate that. No, like I I'm not like even things that I don't believe in. I'm not gonna like automatically shut them down. Like I was at a party and I met a witch recently, and. <laughs> Her name was Sila. What does she that was, mean? Can well, you? I will tell you. Uh, so, so I'm at this party. It's like this weird Bushwick, like this stupid, like two man band, electronica. There's one guy on the keyboard and the computer. There's another guy who sounds kind of like Morrissey and he's just shouting like weird slam poetry at you. Um, kind of sounds a little bit fun. Maybe. Uh, it was okay. I mean, it, it was one of the guys was dating one of my friends. So like, she was like, please come to this party with me. And so I had to. And it was basically in someone's apartment and they decked it out in blanket forts. And there were just all these weird Bushwick people there, including this woman. Oh, so I see so I see a black cat, a, an actual black kitten, like start jumping around on the floor. I'm stoned. I took an edible that day. So I'm like very into the cat. <laughs> So I get all, I get on my hands and knees. I start like following around the kitten. <laughs> I like how she's the weird one in this story. So you're like, so I started uh, licking. This I started licking the kitten. Okay. I started talking to the kitten. I was licking it. Yeah. I, how did you know? Um, he tasted like cinnamon. Um, so I followed it all the way to this chick and she's got pink hair. She's wearing like this freaky outfit, tons of like costume jewelry. She's like exactly what you think she looks like, you know? And, um, and then she has a friend next to her with long, gorgeous blue hair. And, um, and I'm like, oh, hey, is this your cat? And she's like, yeah, hi, I'm Sila. This is my friend Moth. And Moth didn't say anything. Wait, Moth she just, was a cat? No, Moth was the girl with blue hair. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I don't know confused. what the cat's name was. Um, yeah, Moth didn't say a word. I'm not sure she, maybe she was mute. I don't know. But um, I talked to Sela for a while, and she was telling me about how, like, she got into, like, she used to work in, um, like, the corporate world, and then she left and discovered she had powers and started, like, tapping into them, and how she, like, legit, uh, she does, like, all kinds of, like, spells on people. I told her that I got catcalled on the way there, and she was like, oh, that never happens to me because I just, like, build an invisible shield. You know, I'm down for that because when I go to I bed mean, at night, I build an invisible Merkaba shield around me. I, is that a real thing? In my world. I would love to know how to do this. I was I'm like. Gonna, uh, okay. I already said this last time. I'm going to teach people again. Okay. Ready? Yeah. A Merkaba symbol. It's like a 3D Jewish star. It's a triangle. You know what I mean? It's like. Oh, I'm already into it. Okay. So here we go. So it's, it's that. It's a 3D Jewish star. Um, and it's not. It is a Jewish star, but it's not related to Judaism. And um, hi. <laughs> you can come through if you need to. Are you sure? Okay, okay. We'll be done in like 10 minutes. Okay. Um, so it's a 3D Merkaba. It's, a, it's, a, it's not related to Judaism, even though it is, right? It's like sacred geometry. But so it, you don't have to be Jewish to do this, is what I'm saying. But it originated in Judaism. Maybe. 
a lot of times these religions pick up on already ancient symbols that exist. So it might even be pre-Judaism, and then the Jews, okay, you know, tapped into a symbol that's Jews already. Jews love doing that. They love just like well, Jews are <laughs> Jews are really you know woke people. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. So I kind of just envision that around me at night when I start feeling freaky spirits. And they're, they might not even be bad spirits, but they kind of freak me out. And I just put it around me to protect myself. So maybe she's doing something, a similar shield. Uh, maybe. I, I want to learn how to do this special cat I don't do shield, witchcraft, though. though. I took you, remember, to that to the witchcraft, witchcraft store. store. Yeah, that was weird. Enchantments in New York City. There was a whole wall of like herbs mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> and Kate's giving me a tour as if she like knows everything that's going on in this I store. I know very little about and that And she's store. like, oh, these are, these are like special ingredients for like to mix up in a cauldron for spells. Meanwhile, it's like lavender oil and like very normal things like oregano. You pointed that out and I started laughing. It is. They sell, I mean, some of them are more out there because they have like a whole shelf full, but some are very typical, like cinnamon, yeah. pepper. Yeah. Um, it's just a spice rack. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that store is kind of, I mean, I'm into it. It's not necessarily my energy. There's like a definitely witchier, darker vibe to that store even. That's yeah. not necessarily, I like a bit more light in general, I, for me, it was dark in there. It was dark in there. I'm very steeped in the light and the dark. That's non-duality. You know, it, it, it's, I think both parts are crucial in the force. If we want to get star Warsy. Um, I've never seen it really. Yeah. So I can't really, oh. I mean, maybe I have, but I wasn't paying attention. You might be a young Jedi and you have yet to awaken to your potential. You think? You've got a lot going on with you, Emily, in a good way. You got a lot going on. Oh my God, I hope you're not you're just, just like waking blowing up. smoke up my ass no. because Emily, you've got you've got so much intense energy that's creative and funny and sweet. And I think, of course, you're going to be going through a lot of pain and shifting because if you really want to start opening up to your truest potential, it's not going to. There's going to be a lot of good to it too, freedom and laughing more. But you can, you really can't avoid the lows of life if you really yeah, want to have Yeah, that's just like wholeness. part of being a human. Yeah, there's that's ups why and downs. I wish that I could be like a horse. <laughs> like I wish that I could, or a dog, like just something they that's... They feel it too. Uh, they're kind of dumb though. I mean, oh I think gosh, that... Oh my gosh, my dog is so cute and smart. I, what kind of dog do you have? Um, I believe it's like a mini greyhound mixed with a terrier. Oh, okay, so they're smart. Yeah, I. But there are lots of dogs that are less smart than sure. other dogs. Sure. I'm sure your dog is a fucking genius. Jada definitely misses the wee wee pad a lot, so that might just be like a depth perception issue. Uh huh. But um, because I got frustrated at first, and I was like, oh, why is she stupid? And Shane like got so upset, and I was like, I'm, so, I can't believe I called her stupid. Like I, he got upset that you called yeah, her stupid, and I was like, I'm, so, and then I felt it, and I was like, I shouldn't call her that. Like I'm sure I got called stupid as a kid for doing things that I was like you don't even fucking get me right yeah no that's not why she's stupid I'm saying she's stupid because she's a dog well I don't think dogs are stupid uh, they're comparatively what's your what's your humans? twitter so everyone can can angrily tweet you about how smart dogs are lubination I'm not really <laughs> that's it's my last name l-u-b-i-n-ation I'm not really active on twitter but I'm more active on like instagram so you can find a, a picture on instagram and tell her how you feel about dogs and you how can much. tell me how you feel about anything tell her she wants I, to hear yeah I I love you know I love hearing people's opinions sometimes um <laughs> she will also, come back if you get snarky with her she will come back at I you. will come back I've had to tell some people off before I get some creepy people um I'm sure everybody does get creepy people on Instagram but I get creepy people messages like, I, and, uh, and I'm gonna address the dudes here I'm sure girls do it too in their own version oh I do like, see this is the thing like I get creepy messages but I like slide into people's DMs do you constantly. really constantly there's this one guy I never slide you oh you need to master the art of the slide there's no one I even want to slide into uh, that's part of it you need to <laughs> you need to like learn how to because there's so much it's such a resource like there's so much there there's so many people you just need to learn how to find the people but there's this one guy who how can you tell through pictures though who you're gonna have chemistry with you can tell oh, oh okay well I actually I think you can tell a lot about people based on Instagram I think Instagram is like such a um it's like it's like a case study of human existence mm. like what people choose to 
upload like to represent their lives I think is fascinating that's true um but I do love Instagram by the way I do love it and I like using visuals as a way to like encapsulate your life yeah I mean it's so also I just love like it. so much fun but it's still you know when it comes to like feeling into a dynamic it's still hard because I've I've definitely seen dudes where I'm like oh he seems like he'd be cool and then you have like a bit of an interaction and you're like nope yeah the opposite happens too like sometimes oh. you you're like oh I I I like this person, but why do they come off like such a douche on social media? You know what I mean? Yeah, some people don't know. I've had to tell some people, I'm like, yo, you've got mad douche face. Yeah. I can't even say it. Douche (laughs) face. (laughs) Douche face on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's an epidemic. It's sweeping the nation. Um, But there was this one guy who I, I, I don't even... Oh, actually, I know how I found him. He has the same name as a celebrity of sorts okay and um so I thought that I had followed that celebrity um and I'm so curious but I don't want you to give it away it's I wish that I could say because it's such an embarrassing celebrity to want to follow it's the equivalent of like one of like a one direction guy (laughs) like it's it's sober it's not Bieber okay Oh, God. But if your name is Justin Bieber and you're not the Justin Bieber, your life must be like a constant string of disappointments. Um, But yeah, so so I thought I had followed him and it turned out to not be the Harry Styles. I'm just going to say it was him. It wasn't. It's not him. But like, let's just say it was him. Um, And then but but the fake Harry Styles was actually like really hot and seemed like a really cool person. So then I slid into his DMs. How'd that work out? I it hasn't. Nothing. This was like two days ago. Nothing has happened yet. Yet. But yet. Maybe after the next healing I give you. Maybe enough pain will surface I'll, and you'll I mean, be ready. I'll give you an update. I'm like really smooth. So, or I can be, <laughs> I have moves. Like I have very, I think you could have moves. I have moves. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Um, so yeah. Are we supposed to be wrapping up? Did I just take it in a, no, no, no. It's great. I, we, we can wrap up in a couple minutes. Okay. Um, I mean, if you want to give us some more lines you use to crush all that dick. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is a good one. Um, so do you, do you have you ever done like online data, like the apps? Do you ever do that? I signed up for Twitter. Oh God, how Twitter? long ago? Not Twitter. <laughs> T- Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> Wait, Twitter's not a dating app? No <laughs> wonder why it's not working out for me. Uh, you can just come through, ignore us. Just podcasting in a hallway. Yeah. But we're almost done, so. Um, um, yeah, that's so still, weird. So I've been I using Twitter up. as a dating app too. <laughs> I, I uh, was on Tinder for like a day and it didn't work out for me. I mean, literally my description was insane. Like I was like dragon sorceress here to transmute the world's pain through spiritual fire. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God. And that didn't like attract <laughs> tons of dick. It was, that's I, insane. I, I went on, uh, I think I did go on one date. I believe was it, it was either OkCupid or Tinder and it just, it was fine. The dude was nice, but like I ended up reading his tarot and I was just like, I, I, I just didn't want to do it. I just was like, I'm not going to. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You don't need to explain yeah, yourself. Just, that's fine. I just don't think I'm going to meet my soulmate twin flame. First of all, I already think I know who my person is. I'm not going to get into it here, but, uh, what's his name? No. <laughs> like, okay. We don't have no, to get into it. What's no, his first and last no, name? No. Um, but you know, you know, listen, you never know because I am in the mystery of life and right. I'm open to things shifting and changing of and course. whatever's meant to be and whatever unfolds. I'm totally. Down. What does his name rhyme with? Nope. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, listen, uh, I would say, do what you want to do. I'm not here to pressure you, but um, you should try more than once because that's like I just don't you can't like just like going on dates like that. Like I I'm, understand, it's weird, it's awkward. You, we were talking before. I don't even like leaving my house half the time. Yeah. So leaving my house to go meet a stranger, and is you don't like, know if that stranger is going to be cool. If you're going to be stuck with them for an hour, and like, for me, because I have a big wound about feeling stuck and being trapped. So it's literally the word. And, and I remember like years and years ago, this might've been five years ago when I did a little bit, tiny bit more of like the okay Cupid thing, maybe for like a week, 
I went on one date where he did try to trap me. He got waffles and he ate them. He ate his waffle over an hour and a half. I almost took my own fucking fork and like started force feeding him. Was, okay. Did it take him so long to eat his waffles because he was talking to you? Or- yes. Because he was trying to elongate the date. It was, if, if he read into my energy at all, he would have known I was not about it from day one, minute one, whatever. He had lied about how he looked in the pictures, which already pisses me off. What do you mean? Like his pictures that he oh, posted. Oh, his pictures didn't look like him. No. And it's, I know it sounds shallow, but you fucking lied. So don't oh, sit your no, face I, down. I completely agree. With a lying ass face. And I was already annoyed. Like I was like, okay, but fine. Let me give you a chance. Let me see what your personality is like. Well, also what's I the didn't end like game it. with that too? Like what's the end they game? They think once they have you in person, they can sell you on their personality. They're going to trap you. You better have a the, fucking great person. Exactly. The plan is to trap Is to you. trap. And he for real ate that waffle so fucking cartoonishly slow. I was about to murder this person. I think before he finished, I literally was, I threw down my money. I was like, I have to go somewhere. Sorry. You have to, I threw down my money, ran the fuck out. And was it like two hours or it was an hour. And a half. I did not it make an it two hours. I was, I, I was starting to quake. See, I would have been like, Oh my God, my sister's calling me like, bye. I um, might've, I might've done some kind of lie. at this point. I don't, at this point in my life, I try to almost never lie about. Well, that's anything. good. I'm a liar. Um, but, <laughs> but okay. So let's say, let's say. I mean, this is like this is like dating app specific. But I don't like to have long conversations with people because people bore me. Um, no, because I just it's a waste of time. Like if I like you, then I want to meet you in person. I'm not like, I'm not like I don't I'm not looking for a pen pal. So. She's looking for that dick. I'm looking for that dick. Um, so one line that I say, it's not really a line, but it's like to make the transition, because it's kind of an awkward transition between like talking on the app to like texting, mm-hmm. because you want to be like, hi, here's my number. You know, like it's really desperate. So <laughs> I always say that I'm trying to save on data. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, let's say we've done like, three message like there's been a total of five messages so I've I've texted twice he's texted three times then I'll be like okay like you should text me because I'm really trying to cut down on data you know how it is or whatever I say it in like a smooth way but that's a really good line for anybody who's in that game or just tell the truth you know that's another option always but it's it can be it can be weird. Like it can be, I think sometimes it's easier to lie. No, sometimes it's easier to like say also like you, you're trying to look cool. So <laughs> for me, it's just been a basic rule. And, and the reason why I do it, well, there are a couple of reasons why I do it, but one is because I want to live in a way where I am 0%. This is going to be a 0% ashamed of who I actually am. And if someone has a reaction to my truth, that's, not my problem. Do you get what I'm saying? So I agree me, with that. But, like, but at the same time, if somebody barely knows you, there are some things you're going to conceal about yourself. And that's... Well, I think there's like a... I think there's a way where you don't have to give off every, you know, ounce of information without lying. Like, I think there's a way to like also say things without having to expose yourself to. You know what I mean? Like me saying always be honest doesn't mean expose yourself to the point where you're too exposed you know what I mean I think it's like like for me I've talked about this before too um like if I have plans and I want to cancel them because I'm having a panic attack let's say um old Kate would want to say oh something came up and create a lie that they wouldn't judge right because some people if you say oh I'm having a panic attack they'd be like what you know whereas now I'm just like I'm going to tell people where I'm at where I stand and if they don't like it that's not on me yeah but then don't you feel like oh I don't want to have to tell them about my panic attack well then I would find another totally then I'd find another way I'm not feeling great because that's still true yeah because emotionally you're not feeling great right so I so that's what I mean so I can always find a way without having to overly expose depending on who the person is and how close I am to say something like oh I'm not feeling great or I'm really exhausted which is often true (laughs) so I I attempt as best I can and without overexposing myself because that's not self-love to state where I'm at in that way yeah it's just easier to manage and just be like this is who I am wow Kate that's really admirable but I still <laughs> lie to people and no I I tell the truth I'm like a truth teller but like in this one scenario yes like I will tell a white all right well lie you're allowed to do whatever in order you want. to come off super sexy and smooth well you know you're already super sexy and oh, smooth. thank you crushing it 
Thanks. So we got to wrap this up, but where can people find you? So you can, I have a podcast. You can find it on iTunes or SoundCloud or anywhere that podcasts are available. It's called the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. I co-host with my friend, Andrea Allen, and it's kind of like this. We like talk to people about why they're a hot mess, why they're fucked up. So <laughs> if you're into this, you might be into that. Um, and then again, you can just follow me at Lubination. Awesome. And you guys can follow me at the Kate Wolf Instagram and Twitter. And I have a healing event going deep on August 30th, um, seven to nine, and you can get tickets on Eventbrite. Um, and I, but when this comes out, I'm sure my next break free date will be listed, but check out my website for all the dates for everything. Dragon sorcery, uh, break free going deep. It's the Kate And, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you Emily for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Peace out. Oh,